Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're on the website, click on the link for the new Corvette Today merchandise store. There you can purchase Corvette Today hats, t-shirts, jackets, koozies, coffee cups, mouse pads, and much more. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 3,000 members in the group, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Corvette Fever Magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is like nothing you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. My guest on Corvette today is a C4 aficionado. He's got a very successful YouTube channel with almost 14,000 subscribers. It's called Retro Cars Forever. But his YouTube channel's focus is on C4s along with his 1996 Collector Edition C4 Corvette. It has the LT4 engine with 35,000 miles on the clock, and we'll get to that in a little bit as well. But he's got a great Instagram page as well, and we'll talk about all the social media in today's show. I'd like you to meet Brad Hansen. Brad, welcome to Corvette Today. It is such an honor to be here. Thank you, Steve. And thank you in advance for giving us all the time. I appreciate you being here, my friend. I always like to start at the very beginning, Brad. Tell us about where you were born and raised and how you got into cars. Well, I was born and raised in Iowa. And even though I currently live in Los Angeles, I'll always be a bit of a country boy at heart, I guess you could say. And how did I get into cars? I mean, it was pretty much like right after consciousness, I was into cars. I swear I had some family members, an uncle and a grandpa that were really into cars. And I think they exposed me really early to car books and car toys and movies like the classic love bug, Herbie movies and those kinds of things. Nice. And supposedly because of all their influence, my uncle tells me that the second word I ever said after ma was guinea for Lamborghini. Because this was the 80s and the you know, Lamborghini Countach was like the car. Right. So yeah, pretty much right away, I was always smitten by cars and probably always will be. 
Brad, you're a guy after my own heart because growing up as a teenager, that white Lamborghini Countach with the scissor doors, that was the poster on my wall as well, and I've always wanted one of those. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. They are great. When did you realize you were really a car guy as you were growing up? Oh, just like immediately after consciousness. <laughs> it really was then, wasn't it? Yeah, there's photos of me as a little tiny kid. I had Hot Wheels and Micro Machines were big in the day. Yeah, I was always into them, always fascinated. Don't know why. Also, don't know what I would have gotten into had I been born a few centuries beforehand. I have no clue. I'm just kind of glad I was born into an era where such a wondrous thing as automobiles exist. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Now, what drew you to Corvettes then? Well, okay, so as a kid, I probably had like two favorite cars, right? There was a Lamborghini, and the other big car was the C4 Corvette. That was the other iconic car of the 80s. It was everywhere. I mean, there were so many toys of them. If you looked at any magazine at the time, they were all over every advertisement. They were on the TV, on you know Miami Vice. They were in movies. I mean, it was just an iconic car. Yeah, I mean, you even have one of my very first school picture is me wearing a shirt with a silver Corvette on it. I mean, the Corvettes are just cool, you know? Nice. That's awesome. So what was your favorite Corvette growing up? Was it that C4 or was there another one that was really catching your eye? I'm sure it was a C4. I mean, I guess around that point, maybe late C3s that have been coming around, but I just thought they were just cool looking cars. They were kind of everywhere. And yeah, they're just such an icon. And it's kind of weird because as a kid, I liked them. But then I feel like I went through this stage where many, maybe many people go through where as they get older, they kind of like, eh, Corvettes, they're cars for old men, like whatever, you know, and they kind of dismiss them unfairly. I think. And then eventually I kind of came back around. And once I got my Corvette, then I consider myself a Corvette guy. It was kind of weird. It was like, it wasn't until I got my own Corvette, which was my first a few years ago. And I suddenly realized like, wow, I love Corvettes. Like I love what they stand for, their history behind them, which I didn't really know too much about. But once you delve into it, it is a fascinating story of just like America at its best is like the Corvette. That's nothing short of incredible. And I now realize how proud any Corvette owner should be of their cars and the decades of history behind it. I mean, there's so many racing wins and engineering wins. And I think the brand has always been a magnet for the best and the brightest people to work on the car. Many of you we've had on your show, which is great. It's just a great American car and just an amazing American story. Absolutely right. I totally agree with you. Now, Brad, every Corvette owner has a story. Tell us about your Corvette and give us the story behind it. Sure. So I now own a silver Corvette of my own. It's, uh, as you said, a 1996 collector edition. It was the only year where you could get the LT4 engine, which is kind of a hot-rodded 330-horsepower version of the LT1. And you could only get those in 1996 if you order the manual. So they're pretty rare, but really, really fun. You can really rev them out, which I do on Canyon Rose all the time. It's just a really fun engine to have. I just kind of didn't even think about the Corvette. And I think the before, when you're younger, you only have like, I don't know, let's say like six grand or five grand I would have. I'd look for cars and, you know, I'd be like, all right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a look at Corvettes and, you know, five or six grand buys you a pretty rough Corvette. So all the things that people say about those cars, that they're rickety and that maybe they squeak and they rattle and they don't hold together. Yeah. If you get a five grand Corvette, yeah, it's probably going to be like that. But then I finally had enough money where I was kind of looking for a really special fun car in the 10 to 20 K range. 
I was looking for a fun car that I could also daily, right? Right. So I took my time and I drove like 20 other cars. All these cars were for sale. I wasn't wasting anyone's time. I was legitimately interested in all of them. But I drove everything from Porsches to Firebirds to Integras and Preludes and everything in between. Like I said, I had driven the rougher C4s before. I wasn't that impressed. But then I finally found a really nice stock, low mileage C4. And it was like a light switch went off. It was like, this is incredible. It's luxurious. It's comfortable. It is fast. It looks great. It hits all my nostalgia buttons, which I'm very nostalgic towards the 80s and 90s because that was the era I was growing up. Even though I need to buy that specific example, it was fire engine red, which just wasn't my thing. After that point, it was like a light switch turned on. My wife even liked it. So great, you know? So I knew I'd have to get a C4. That makes it all the better, doesn't it? Yeah. And then for this particular one, I ended up, once I kind of realized that that was the car for me, every day I'd look at Craigslist or wherever and sort of see what's for sale. And I found one that was up in the San Francisco area. And I literally just, after talking a lot to the owner over the phone, seemed like a really good guy. He was just kind of, you know, getting up there in age and it was getting hard for him to get in and out of the car and he wasn't driving it much anymore. And he really wanted to go to someone who would treat it well. And I felt good about it where I flew a one-way ticket over there and drove it on back. And I've had it ever since. It's been great. That's awesome. And by the way, Brad lives in LA. So he's going through Canyon Roads and taking that C4 every day as a daily driver, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but for a later C4, you can get away with it if you want it hard enough. I enjoy driving the car so much. Kind of don't want to drive anything else. (laughs) So some people think I'm crazy for driving such a relatively rare, well-preserved stock 35,000 mile Corvette every day. But I don't know. If you like driving something, you don't want to drive anything else. Absolutely right. Well, Brad, let's take our first break. In our second segment, we're going to really dive into your love for the C4 Corvette coming up on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Brad Hansen. Brad is a C4 affectionate and in the second segment, we're going to talk about that affection for the C4 Corvette. Brad, what made you settle on the C4 Corvette? Well, as I kind of said before, 
Nostalgia was clearly a big part of it, but a big point I want to make is how a great value the C4 is compared to the other 90 sports cars of the era. I'm talking about the Toyota Supra, Nissan 300ZX, Mazda RX-7, 911, all those other cars. Like I said, when I was looking for my car, I had a budget of like 10 to 20,000 bucks. That will buy you a mint C4 that you can reliably drive every day, that's going to look great, that wasn't really messed with, that's going to be just the best condition car you can find. And there is no way you can get that with any of those other cars that people in my age might look back on with nostalgia for, right? For example, Toyota Supras right now, they're worth well over 100 grand for a comparable <laughs> compared to a C4. That's like multiple times. Air-cooled 911s, 50 to 70 grand. The Mazda RX-7 FDs, 40 to 50 grand. Even the cheaper ones, like the Nissan 300ZXs of the 90s, you're looking at 20 to 30 grand. And a lot of those cars are not only just expensive to buy, they're also very expensive to fix and repair. The C4 is still just a Chevy. Yes. (laughs) There's a lot of aftermarket support, and there's not a lot that's crazy complicated by comparison, like the Mitsubishi 3000 GT or the Dodge Stealth Twins of the time. Man, those things, you pop the hood and it's like a tightly packed rat's nets of turbos and the car has all-wheel drive and all-wheel steering and active aero and all this other stuff that can and will break. And the C4 is like nice and simple. The C4's hood, the entire hood comes up, the whole front half of the car, so everything's pretty easy to access. And it's just a car that you don't have to be precious with because compared to those other cars, it's not as valuable, but you can still drive it every day and drive it fast in the canyons and just not have to worry about it. And you look good driving it, too. Thanks so much. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about some of the features of the C4 that really gives you that affinity to the car. Well, I think I still love how it looks just as much as I did when I was a kid. I think it's one of the very best American car designs of all time. It's very clean. It's not too busy. The proportions look aggressive. It's not slathered with a bunch of scoops and spoilers and doodads. It's just a simple, clean-looking car. And then there's the amazing performance. And it also has enough luxury features to be a comfortable daily. It's in, in some ways, it's a luxury car as well. And the trunk in the coupes is actually really big for a two-seater sports car. Like we just went to the supermarket and got like $500 worth of groceries. Wow. Fits right in the back of the hatchback, popping in and off you go. It's a nice blend of style and performance and livability. And that's honestly the formula that most Corvettes have, not just the C4. And I think a key to the Corvette's success. And the C4s are really a terrific buy right now, aren't they? They are. In fact, they're probably the cheapest Corvette you could buy at the moment and still depend upon. They're never going to be cheaper. I think part of the reason why they aren't worth as much as some of those other import sports cars in the 90s is just simple supply and demand. The Corvette was successful. Even in the later years, they were selling healthy numbers. They sold a lot of them, and the ones that were sold were also usually well taken care of, so there's a lot left. I mean, the average age of C4 owners back in the day was way older than the competition. Usually, they were owned by people in their upper 50s, early 60s. Those are the folks that take the best care of their cars. Very true. Most of them, especially when like fast and Furious came out, right? A lot of those import cars were raced or modified or wrecked, whereas it's not too hard to find clean examples of Corvettes that were retired couples weekend car and they didn't drive it very much and they kept up with services and took really good care of it. 
And so it's not that hard to find a really nice one out there. They represent a great value, but I want to warn you and your listeners, they are never going to be cheaper than they are right now. The secret is just now starting to get out and the prices are on a steady rise with the C4. I think people like myself are starting to look back and be like, I really wanted like a fun 90 sports car. And then they'll be like, geez, I could have one Toyota Supra that gives the same performance for 120 grand. Or I could have six or seven <laughs> nice C4s that are like the same performance, same mileage. And it's just like, why wouldn't you? You know, it's great. It's a Corvette. You can rely on it. And it's a great value. Yeah, it really is. Now, in watching some of your YouTube videos, Brad, I really liked it because you're a DIY guy. You're into fixing the car and making sure it runs really, really well. Talk about some of the pros and cons of the C4 and what you had to do to your collector's edition to kind of get it up to speed. I would say that the big thing is, is that because a lot of these cars like mine are weakened drivers, it's all the expendables that you have to take care of. Tires, the battery, the weather stripping, belts, filters all the different fluids, those will go bad from years and not miles. And I think a lot of C4 owners don't really get that. They'll look at the tire tread and be like, oh, it's got plenty of tread, but the tires are like 20 years old. It's like those sort of things you kind of have to look after and replace. They're pretty reliable cars for the most part. The main parts of the cars are pretty good, particularly in the later model years, because they worked a lot of the bugs out with these cars. Each year, even though the C4 went on for so long, each year they worked on it a little bit more, a little bit more. I love how they had the Corvette Challenge, for example, and they would use some of the reliability lessons and install parts that were harder to break in later cars. So you kind of get the benefit of that with later cars. So the main parts are pretty good. There's a lot of smaller known issues you have to kind of worry about. I haven't had too many on my car, but just from being in the Corvette community, I see a lot of these issues come up again and again. So I did make a whole video on my YouTube channel where I covered that. Look up C4 top five problem areas and you'll see it. But overall, they're pretty good. Age is the biggest issues with these cars. They're decade or three old. <laughs> so just because the car's running great right now, there's probably some sort of preventative maintenance that could probably be dealt with. Right. Now, you've got multiple videos about the C4 on your YouTube channel. Talk about some of those videos and what you cover, because some of the DIYers will really enjoy going to your channel and checking out those videos. Sure. Well, my uh, YouTube channel name is called Retro Cars Forever, and I do cover more than Corvettes, but I do a lot of Corvette videos and particularly C4 videos just because the C4 is such a strange beast that can be kind of daunting if you're not familiar with them. So I've, I've been doing videos covering all the quirks of the C4 because of the 20 plus vehicles that I personally own is by far the weirdest. They're very strange cars. I did a whole video about getting in and out of them the right way so you don't break your steering column. A lot of folks use that as a brace and those will break. That's a very common issue. Recently made the world's only video guide to all the C4 special editions. By my count, there were 13 of them in total. Wow. So, you know, special editions like mine, the Collector Edition, the Grand Sport, the ZR1, the Corvette Challenge cars, all the way to some rare ones that most people don't know about. For example, the few dozen 1994 Brickyard 400 convertibles, which some listeners out there might own and not even know about, which I think is really cool, those kind of secret special editions. I love those. So that was a super fun video to research and put together. Absolutely. And I, that's a great video because nobody really comprehensively covers all those additions on a video and you got it now. And it really, really was fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Now this 1963 split window Corvette was what really got me into Corvettes. Mm -hmm. I think if I could own just one car, that would probably be it. Maybe a C7 ZR1 with 755 horsepower, <laughs> you know, but what would be the one Corvette that you would really love to have? What's that one unicorn that Brad Hansen wants? 
Love, I have to say, after doing that special edition video, I really dug into some like archival footage that I found. And I found some great videos of the ZR1 when it was launched. And even some of the VHS owners videos that I was able to kind of grab and use clips from. And the sound of that 4Cam Lotus engineered V8 at full song is spine tingling. And I think that that would be the one for me, particularly the later ones that made the 405 horsepower once they upgraded those. That might be my dream Corvette for me because, again, when I was a kid, that was the king of the hill. Nothing could touch those cars. They're just a wondrous piece of engineering. It's a shame Chevy didn't sell more, but that kind of makes them all the more special. So that would be my unicorn Corvette. That sounds good. Well, buddy, let's take our last break. And in segment number three, we're going to talk more about your social media and we're going to really delve into your YouTube channel coming up on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is Brad Hansen, the C4 aficionado. Brad has a great YouTube channel. We're going to talk in this third segment about Brad's social media. Brad, you do have that real successful YouTube channel. Give us all the details where people can find that channel. Sure. Go to YouTube and Retro Cars Forever, and you shall see it. And if you're interested specifically in Corvettes, I have a whole playlist there called Retro Corvettes Forever, if you want to make it easy and just want to look at Corvettes. I saw that. That was really cool. I didn't realize that you could divide it up like that because you do have other cars on your channel besides Corvettes. So talk about some of those as well. Sure. So Retro Cars Forever is broadly a celebration of all cars made in my personal favorite decades of cars, which is the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So I've covered a bunch of different cars in that era. One series that I recently wrapped up on was 10 episodes. It was called Women React to Cars. And that was a fun answer to a question a lot of single guys have, which is, which car is the most attractive to single women? So I got <laughs> single women and 10 single guys and they're 10 different cars. And they had everything from a Corvette to a BMW to a DeLorean and a Mustang and a truck and everything in between. And the women would then react and rank each car and order their preferences, give their very frank thoughts on each car, good or bad. And doing this, they had no idea about who the guy was who owned the car. They were only looking at the car and maybe inferring about, would they find this guy attractive? Were they interested? And then they would rank them all. So that was a very fun and refreshing social experiment that surprised a lot of people and myself with the final results what the women really thought were the most attractive cars and the least, which was even more surprising. 
I'll sometimes do like car gatherings. Like we had a whole car gathering of just cars with pop-up headlights, which of course my C4 was there or retro design cars, that kind of fad that happened in the 2000s, which includes my wife's car, which is a 2002 Ford Thunderbird. Cars that came out around that era, the new Beetle, the Fiat 500, the Dodge Viper, cars from the 90s and 2000s that were designed to look like or were very inspired by older cars. I'm not just into Corvettes. I love all cars. I think every brand has made at least one amazing car. I like to have this channel to kind of celebrate them all. Very nice. Well, talk about some of your other favorites, non-Corvette oriented, and how you got them, how you got to drive them, and how you got to review them. My very first car, which I cover on my channel, was an old V8 Chevy Caprice. So as much as I love hardcore sports cars like my Corvette, I also have a soft spot for those big, cushy American boats. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, my wife's Thunderbird is almost one of those, even though it's much newer. It still rides very soft. It's very comfortable. You can steer with your pinky finger. Those kinds of cars, unfortunately, I don't really even make anymore. I mean, a, a new Cadillac doesn't really ride like a Cadillac. It rides like a BMW, you know, everything's kind of firm and sporty. I think it's fine to have some cars that are kind of waft along in comfort and space and with your buddies and your stuff, and you can just waft on down the road without any cares. I've owned a number of them. My favorite was my ex-police car, which was a Ford Crown Victoria that had the bull bar and the spotlights. I mean, that thing was a riot. I might actually have to get one of those before they're all gone. Wow. (laughs) So so I kind of like all cars, but the ones that speak most to my heart are sports cars or the other end of the spectrum, the really cushy, soft, comfortable cars. You know, my first car, Brad, was a 1960 white Cadillac. Nice. You know what I'm talking about. A four-door Cadillac. That was my grandparents' car that I kind of revived. It had been sitting in their garage for about three or four years, and I was in high school. Shoot, this is back in early 70s. Boy, it took like five minutes to get that whole thing all the way around the block (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about buddy yeah that was awesome so what is your dream car now is it that lamborghini it doesn't have to be a corvette but you know for me that white countach like we were talking about in segment one that was the poster on my wall and i've always wanted a 12 cylinder scissor door car what was yours Well, those are great, but I think part of the issue I would have with that car nowadays is that those cars are like half a million dollars and up. So unless I could afford to have one as almost an art piece, it's like I wouldn't be able to drive it. And I love driving cars. Like to me, cars are much more than just something valuable that you store away. I like driving my cars as much as possible. So I do have a bucket list of 30 or 40 bucket list cars, (laughs) and they range from everything from like, I don't know, a 1990s Ford Ranger Splash sport truck. I guess the number one had to be a DeLorean just because I think they're fantastic looking and the story behind them and the history behind them is just fascinating to me. But man, see, the problem is, is like, because I like driving cars, it's hard for me to say no to like a mid 90s ZR1 because they just got the nostalgia factor and they're just so cool and fast and you could drive them every day comfortably. That might have to be my dream car, really. <laughs> well, I would totally understand that if that's what it is. Let's also talk about some of your other social media outlets. We have the Retro Cars Forever on YouTube. Where else can people find you? My Instagram is probably my next best place. It is Brad Hansen Media. That's Hansen with an E, not an O. That's where you can find all the random car adventures that I get up to. I post there pretty regularly. Very cool. So, Brad, for your YouTube channel, when you started that, what were your goals and aspirations for the channel? Well, so for my day job, I work professionally as a video guy, filming and editing. 
And I've always watched way too much YouTube car content. So it was something I figured I already had the skills to make. And it was something that I always toyed with doing. And then quarantine hit. And it was one of those things I had the time to do because you really couldn't do much else. I was able to do it safely and started making videos and loved every minute of it. I wanted to make my channel different than most quality over quantity. I only put out maybe one or two videos each month, but because I have that professional background in knowing how to write and film and edit, I really spend that extra time making it really focused and really showing you what I'm talking about instead of just talking about it. If I'm talking about the OptiSpark and what it is and why it's a problem with the C4 Corvette, I don't want you to just have to imagine it. I want to show you like a detailed diagram or or something of it. So you really understand what I'm talking about. It takes more time to do it that way, but I like trying to pack in as much information as I can, the shortest amount of runtime, and hopefully people learn more about these very weird but special cars in a fun way. Very cool. Tell us how many videos you've got up there and what's the newest upcoming video that'll be on your channel? Oh, I think for Corvette videos, I have at least 10. I probably have something like 30 videos of other car stuff. The next video is going to be out around the time this podcast is out. And that was really fun. We spent the day at Dream Racing Experience in Las Vegas on the racetrack. And that was my first experience driving the C8 Corvette. So that was kind of interesting because I'm more of an old school Corvette guy. This is kind of a review of the C8 Corvette from an old school Corvette owner. That was really amazing being able to get some track time with the C8, which I know is a very controversial car. Check that out on my channel and you'll kind of hear my thoughts on that car. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being my guest on Corvette today. I really enjoyed hearing about the C4s and how you've gotten into them. Well, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure and honor to be here. And I want to thank you for being such a great resource and entertainment for Corvette fans out there like myself. Well, I'm just trying to make it happen, buddy. It's been a lot of fun. This Corvette Today podcast has definitely been a labor of love, and I'm going to keep on going. You should, man. It's great. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today. And please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our flagship sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's DJ at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at DJ. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.